0: please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. I had a coach many years ago. I was flailing. What do I do? I was talking to everybody. What do I do? What do I do about this? What do I do with that? And this coach was like, you're going to do nothing. You're going to actually remove shit. And I was like, you cannot be serious. I've got to do more. Obviously, I'm in this place because I'm not doing enough. And she was like, yeah, you're going to do less. She's like, you're going to do the bare minimum you need to do to help yourself pay the bills and whatever. And then that's it. You're either meditating or walking in nature or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. And I was
0: like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I don't want to do that. My comfort is reading and taking in information and talking to people and talking about me and talking about all this stuff. So as I talk to you and I'm feeling this energy coming back down again, I wonder if for you that would help you to get back in touch with this essential part of you, the one that's here to live through you, to live as you, to express itself through you and as you. And it's getting crowded out. You are listening to The New Man, beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Do you have an amazing collection of books, but a lousy sense of focus and discipline? Do you get excited about new ideas, but then feel bad because you don't really do anything with them? And what would happen if you took a break from jamming new ideas into your head? Today's coaching call is with a self-proclaimed personal growth junkie. He can easily spend hours poring through books and podcasts, but when it comes to taking action, it's like pulling teeth. So we take a look at why he's leaking his energy and then challenge him to reconnect with what really matters. We join this conversation after the guest has already given me a high-level view of his situation. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. let's chip away at this. There's a lot here. So there's this story that uh, being a personal development junkie, somebody who really likes the ideas and gets excited by the kind of head in the clouds, learning aspect of things, and then saying that I'm not somebody that actually implements these things or or puts my feet on the ground. That's one part of the story. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Or just long enough to get a sense of it. And then moving on to, well, if I can, you know, it's, it kind of squirrels from there. Okay.
0: Okay, great. And then I'm at this turning point of really wondering who I am on a, on a much deeper level and feeling the call to really forge my own path, something
2: like that. Is that right? Yeah. And as I've thought about it, like yeah. I was scratching my head earlier this year doing this mountain bike challenge, and you ride a couple hundred miles over a fairly short amount of time. And I always push myself and do it quicker. But I was like, why do I get so focused on like this app and watching these lines go from like black to blue or when you've completed them? And, you know, I just like get like bonkers, like that type of focus. Like, where's that focus and that dedication, determination? And I can do that physically, but it seems like in other areas, the battery life to like pour into others was something that I didn't really see before going through that. So, okay.
0: If you could, uh, somehow magically learn something or integrate something or change something or some things about yourself, these qualities or these skills what do you, what do you, what would they be? I heard focus, I and I heard yeah. Uh, yeah what else? Persistence or how, what would you talk about?
2: Yeah, yeah. It'd be <clears throat> consistency for one. Mm-hmm. Um, discipline. Mm-hmm. Focus is is stuff I definitely have written up on a board.
0: Mm-hmm. What else? Consistency, discipline, focus. What else?
2: And you know, the more that I've heard it. Like happiness is a choice and just choosing happiness in there, you know, like I think kind of that self-care side of things is something that gets lost in those frustrations or ignoring your own just being a being a person that is in a good spot too. Okay. But.
0: So if we, if we, if we, if you started some program and at the end of it, you were, you had this consistency, you'd have, you have this discipline, you've got this focus, you've got this happiness and self-care, anything else that would make it just a, an amazing success for you?
2: Yeah. I, I think it's, that's been like a theme that I thought a lot about is just as I was pursuing some of these things, like, what could I do to like help others help themselves? Like, right. Like, I think that we all, a lot of people go through these times of questioning things or there's tough times or there's external circumstances but at the same time if you wake up you have that day and the only reality is today so what can we do and I kind of view my life that way of just focusing on what can I control and needing the constant reminders more than I thought of being grateful choosing to be happy putting one step and you know reading 10 pages of a book and not staring at the stack of them that you know I had planned and then it gets overwhelming so kind of chunking that stuff down i think is into those manageable steps okay and then staying consistent focused dis, you know all these other pieces in the puzzle that actually make it happen
0: okay all right and um what what gives you a sense that you're not consistent or disciplined or
3: focused right now what's the tell what is the data
2: um so i went into business with my wife and she had started a career that I joined later, and I think that that's the little voice on my shoulder that says, like, you know, I'm not. And it wasn't it wasn't an uh, something that I've helped support, and we've had family and stuff, so I've kind of been a, a floater to to help our busy life. Um, but I think part of me is kind of has like that internal like man feeling of being a provider or so it comes down to like a financial scoreboard and things like what am I bringing and thinking of like what is value it's some you know presenting something that somebody finds valuable and is willing to pay you something for it type of thing that you know I've thought a lot about for tons of different stuff but so it's probably there's probably a big financial aspect to it of just being able to provide and I think that's probably the biggest distraction of it all versus like the other side of that little voice is like i am bringing those things with my parenting with i'm still involved in the business just not as much and so i guess for lack of better terms kind of just being hard on myself in certain regards
0: okay so, so you, you like, got this um you got the situation with your wife. It's not bad. It's not broken, but it sounds like there's an aspect of like, I can provide more. I can do more. I can contribute more. I can create more, uh, something that's more aligned with who I am, something that's, that's the picture that I'm getting. How would you,
2: yeah, how would and you she's, describe it? You know, she's a, a top level business person. So like when you're married to somebody that, you know, it's just like a top athlete or anything like their, their mindset and focus is on production. It's, I'm confident, believe in myself, but I don't have like, and here's the bullet points or, you know, I, I've mastered whatever, a martial art or a business angle or whatever. I think I've been fortunate and had created a great life, but like, it's been through great relationships, I think is mm-hmm. how, but it's been without like, uh you're hired this commercialized skill of marketing or whatever.
0: Okay. Yeah. The story is I'm, I'm in my wife's shadow to a degree. There's not a lot of clarity about what I do. She's in her groove. She sounds like she's rocking it, but I'm not, I'm not really in my groove and I'm not even really sure what my groove is. I'm not even really sure what I can bring to the table. And yeah, I can imagine that's a, a tough place to be.
2: Yeah. I think that's
0: a pretty fair synopsis okay and then on top of that i can imagine looking at my life and being like gosh look i start a lot of things and i'm interested in a lot of things but i'm not applying it to something i can't really show any measurable progress in like a meaningful way whether it's financial or like look i made a thing and i brought it to the world
2: yeah i pretty much take it out on my hobbies so you know i i grew up doing physical hard work so like i have a a strong work ethic, but I think that that's been kind of like growing up with sports and things like I physically can apply these principles successfully mm-hmm. um, so, and philosophically I can apply and hold conversations and and understand the concepts, but then there's this other piece of the triad of action application <laughs> with all this squirreling and become like a journalist. So it's like... <laughs> Uh even just feeling like it right now talking like it's I can just like kind of go off on these tangents and like being in my own head and outwardly just kind of being a generalist speaker and I can kind of see the patterns of why that would be (laughs) feeling lost or frustrated because it's just kind of like taking any fork in the road and going with it
3: okay what if what if this is it What if you're
0: a generalist and, and what if, what could you imagine a world where generalists were elevated in our society and our culture and like, (laughs) look at this guy, it's amazing. What he's doing. Look (laughs) at his life. (laughs) He read (laughs) these books and he's the
2: most average.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if we could just take the stigma away from it, I'm trying to, I want to help identify what's really the rub here Mm. for you. So if there's a should should be one of these people because it's kind of not admirable to be who I, who maybe I am in this moment. I'm I'm fishing around here trying to figure out what the real rub is. And so if it was admired and it was okay, and there wasn't a script in place that, especially in our culture of like real achievers and focused and performing Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, generalists don't typically get the, get the, get the attention. So, but what if, What if we were able to relax that and it was just, yeah, this is you, this is, this is what you do. Would it be okay? If if somehow there was an external okayness about it, would you be okay with it or does it feel like something else is missing?
2: Well, that, that was just like an analogy that I had of like waking up one day and realized that my focus was so external and I didn't, I didn't realize like through the books or podcasts or you know, just people that I've met or people that I thought were successful, and focusing so much attention and listening—that was the lesson that I got out of it. Is like I put my eyes and my ears so external that I ignored my own eyes and ears of taking the time just to listen to myself a bit more. Or to for that certain amount of time, it kind of left the incongruency side of it because you're, you're living through others to a certain extent. At least I was, I realized that I was. So I think that's the part of the rub is like go through that process, listening to myself more, just being comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's almost like who am I when I'm not kind of bouncing around learning all this stuff? And who am I when I'm not playing this more supportive role? Something like that.
2: Yeah, the support, the, that supportive side is defined because there's certain responsibilities and tasks that I do personally, professionally. The family, there's other things, uh, not necessarily defined, but the, just natural pursuits that come to me. Just because I love learning and and going that route, but then there's there is an in between of the application of that learning and balancing these other predefined things of um, just the artistic side comes to my head. Like I do have an artistic side or just a creative side that I I like to explore and challenge and do things like that to. You know let's see what happens. and I think that that's something that I just do in my head, not necessarily. maybe some other crazy experiments, but
0: when your time is not taken up with the responsibilities you have toward with your family's business and your family, where's that where's that time and energy going then?
2: Part of it, I think historically and even still today, is like searching for those answers, searching for information or whether that's books or whatever, just kind of get in that fill of like, you know, I'll figure it out someday type of thing pursuing like that type of path, take a lot out on my mountain bike and just, just know that that stored energy isn't good. So I just go physically burn it out of myself just to put the the pressure gauge off.
0: What if If we took uh, the books and the reading and the researching off your plate for a while? mm-hmm goes on when i suggest that what happens for you
2: uh it that makes a lot of sense to me that it gives you like instead of having the four like it's interesting like how like embedded those patterns are it's what like makes me think like having those things are like uh, an emotional pacifier or something it's like
0: i love that you caught that as soothing Mm -hmm. when I have this tension in my body, I jump on my bike and work it out that way. Or I soothe by losing myself in the future Mm -hmm. because I get to read these ideas and then imagine what they might be like, whatever happens there. But there's there's that dopamine hit of a new idea and a new new future, a new possibility. And it's a form of soothing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So if we look at it as soothing... We can take the content out of it. It's not about what you're reading and it's not about what you're researching. It's just a means to get out of your body in that moment.
3: And everything you're looking for is in your body. The doorway is your body. The doorway is the discomfort of being with you.
2: Pretty amazing like how our minds can trick us with how productive or I guess it's like, you know, right. Why was there a gold mining rush? Like, you know, those people like traveled across the world and dug holes in random spots. And I think that's maybe an analogy that I'm just getting. It's like in this like mental gold rush. and It's the illusion that we're going to, we're going to make progress. mm -hmm. So it's not that
0: the the books and the reading or in the podcasts and the learning is bad. It's not, it's totally not. Mm -hmm. it's anything anything can be used in that way and the obvious ones are porn and alcohol and drugs and tv and screens and all of that kind of shit but even work is a huge distraction for a lot of people keeps them from actually having to live their lives and they can be rewarded for it wow look at him man That guy put 60 hours in and he makes gobs of money and blah blah blah. and wow we should put him on a pedestal he's a Mm -hmm. he's a nightmare inside total nightmare has to constantly be stirring up stuff in order to be working and stay away from himself. So if we can see the pattern that this is a soothing function, possibly an avoiding function, we can start to consider that maybe what would benefit you most is emptying your cup instead of trying to fill it all the time. You're like, you're wanting something to come in and you just keep dumping more stuff in there instead of, I gotta leave some space here. Mhm. And leave
3: some space in here.
2: Yeah. No, I definitely can see that. That would be. That's been a theme that I've <clears throat> been been working on too. It's like just that simplifying. Like I think that that's it's a pretty accurate representation okay. of what what could happen. Is just kind of uh, wiping the slate clean and then adding what's most constructive back in, or choosing if it is even constructive or, right. I think starting with your point of realizing that the emptying or the filling is actually the exact opposite.
0: So if we come back to consistency and discipline and focus and all of that kind of stuff. If, if we just think about it in terms of energy, I'm leaking energy. Mm-hmm. So where am I leaking energy? And we might be surprised to find that I'm leaking energy by learning or this, the illusion of learning, probably Mm -hmm. reading the same things over and over again. And then I'm leaking energy also by then comparing all the different things I've read in my mind against what I'm doing all the time. And I'm just in this cycle, which is not what am I here to create or what's the thing that wants to, I can explore today and and make happen or whatever. It's a totally different conversation.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You have to leave space. You have to leave space for those things to happen. And that can be uncomfortable if I'm not okay with space. I'm not comfortable
3: with space yet.
2: Yeah, I think like that space, you're just making me think of like all of the stuff that's filling up this space is this like perverse value add to my life And so is space going to lose? So that's like a voice is coming in. Like if I delete all of that, then what is the value? Like, then I'm just like, you know, going to go meditate by a river all day or something. You know, like.
0: I love uh, it. So we already have resistance on here because resistance loves these all or nothing. These, these really dramatic things, right? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I'm going to delete it all. And I'm like, I won't have anything to do. And I'm just going to sit at the river all day. Like just, (laughs) you can tell, like, that's the tell of. Well, then my life just goes to shit. (laughs) (laughs) So it just looked like, hello, resistance. Thanks for showing up. It creates these terrible all or nothing scenarios. Right. Right. Okay, great. We'll catch it. And so we're going to take that off the table. It's not going to be this terrible all or nothing thing. But it is just starting with this recognition that, um, yeah, this is is leaking energy. This is Mm -hmm. leaking my energy. This is where my focus is going instead of what I, I actually say my focus is worth more somewhere else. Right. I'm out of integrity with myself when I believe my focus is worth more when it's focused on something else, but yet I'm giving it to this thing over here. I'm going to feel that rub and I'm going to trust myself less.
2: Yeah. I think that last eight seconds of what you just mentioned is like, that's what it is.
3: Like. And the other part that you mentioned
0: was brilliant too, which is this is kind of where I get, I kind of show that I'm valuable is by mm-hmm. learning and taking in new ideas and being smart and that kind of stuff. So if you take that away from me, that feels threatening too. Is mm-hmm. that right? Something like that?
2: Well, yeah. Like you have all the million personality tests and all that, like supposedly I'm like one of the most strategic people. So I think there's truth in anything and they they all hold value, but I think falling victim into actually not taking the time to define what's true for you and taking a test or a thing and saying, this is what, you know, we have so many people, like you said, like people find that in their work, right? Like how many letters can you get behind your name and your email signature or whatever? And some people get off on that. I think I'm learning that that was more of a perceived value add in my life. (laughs) And and looking at it objectively after the fact, like it's, it's clearly not, especially after 15 years or whatever of doing these repetitive cycles. Okay. So I'm good at convincing myself I've learned.
0: Yeah. Well, it also helps us understand why there's a bind. Yeah. It's not just, oh, I'm addicted to information. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. no, this is where I feel that I add value, that I provide value, that I bring, I'm doing something.
1: So mm-hmm. You can't
0: take that away from me. Like I can imagine there's some grip on that. Like this is, who am I if I'm not on this striving development path?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Can't take that away. All right. Yeah. So I can understand where this is like, there's this bind. Like, ugh. Yeah.
2: That's definitely a big piece of the puzzle.
3: Okay right how are you feeling right now just as we talk about this
2: um yeah I feel good like it's like I said it's I was mentioning I've had many conversations or looked at things but this this is a different angle that that value piece to what I've been defined as strengths and all that um is just interesting and so I'm just kind of ruminating there of, uh, I think there's there's like some of that acceptance happening. That's what I'm feeling.
0: Okay. The question that starts to come up then is if I clear this space, if I just allow myself to have more space, there's more room in the cup. What's a better use of that? We may not have an answer immediately. Mm -hmm. And so that's the part that I want to leave space for is learning how to sit in that tension. And that is creative tension. That's the creative tension of, uh, I know that I'm being drawn somewhere. I'm not quite sure what that is, but I'm not there yet. So I feel this tension. It's kind of like the kid in the backseat. Are we there yet? Like, it's just like, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Now imagine if the driver's like, I'm not even sure we've left or where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Kid's like, are you freaking kidding me? Right. Okay. But it's a creative tension. There's nothing wrong with it but it is inherent in the process. Why does this matter? If I've trained myself to get rid of tension, ooh, read a book, listen to a podcast, go on the bike ride, I need to get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. I don't learn how to sit with it and then get
3: curious with it. I never learn how to really be with it or be informed by it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Or let it nudge me in certain directions. So essentially um, I feel the tension and I release it or I do whatever I can to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And then it's done, but I never really go deep, never really allow it to drive me somewhere. So it can, at least from my perspective, it can make total sense why there's this lack of depth, why there's lack of uh, progress into any particular areas is because the tension that it requires has been uh released at, at on at regular intervals. We never really get a chance to to harness it and move deeper.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's not not true. <laughs> okay.
3: And I'm curious right
0: now, as we're having this conversation, is there anything in your own intuition or your own mind that that is starting to reveal itself and say, now's an opportunity for me to address this or go in this direction? Or sometimes if we move one thing out of the way, another thing can present itself. And I'm wondering if something wants your attention.
2: I mean, nothing off the top of my head that's, that's jumping out like, hey, here's this you know, hidden thing that, but it's more of just like a voice that's just saying. Okay, now that we that tension to that simplification can happen as you know as quick as we can get the distractions out of the way, and how can we get back to like the building blocks of like that foundational piece is what's coming up for me. It's like let's let's fix some of the cracks in that foundation again before we worry about building anything or introducing something that you know another voice. Like it's um, the discipline, consistency, and just. Doing things that serve me and creating the space to see. And I have some good ideas of just a lot of stuff that, you know, I have a million lists or, you know, all these things of whether it's physical or obviously we've talked about the educational or the all these other ventures. But um, I think wiping this light clean is. Would be interesting to explore that because i'm just getting like little like hits of like still like but wait you know like but what about this or that and just shutting that up for a bit so i think it's like anything it's a process and not just something that is the silver bullet
0: i'm not sure if you're like me but if i read too much uh my brain just I could, it gets to get full I can't track. And my brain just becomes a place of like, oh, I should be doing this. and should be doing that. And should be doing this. I actually don't know. I don't feel this internal guidance system. I don't feel this in, inner authority
3: anymore. I just hear these different authors and experts in my right. head. And I have to just shut everything down for weeks or months at times, sometimes just like,
0: <laughs> and get back to ground. And my practices then are focused on grounding me, not, well, this is what I read I should do. This is statistics say I should do this. It's like, no, where do I actually feel more in touch with myself where I mm-hmm. slow down? I feel my balls in my pants, my ass in the, on the meditation cushion. Like my, I can feel everything. My, I can feel
3: my heart throbbing. Oh, I'm here. I'm back.
1: Mm-hmm
3: what encourages that
0: instead of living my life from like my neck or my neck or my nose up just all in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. So even as we were to remove some things, I can imagine there's still these things kind of floating around like, Oh, now we can finally get to whatever and and maybe even let them calm down and then just see, see what sticks, see what wants to arise.
2: I've explored like that route too, of like shutting stuff down. And I'm, I think fortunately for guys, like there's that comedian that talks about the nothing box and women's brains are all connected, but like at least we have this nothing box. And so I can go to a space where, like you are just describing like that connection and all that, um, but I think I've always had, that safety cord or that kind of second parachute of like that's great. You're, you feel connected and, and all that. And then, but we have this, this. And so I think that deletion, there is a lot of resistance. And I think leaning into that will be interesting because it's the harder life lessons that everything is dichotomy. So it's like, if I have this space, I've been filling up with a perceived value or activities or other things. What's to say that there's not total value in doing a lot less? Because in the end, they're both holding the same weight right now, is what I'm hearing that voice in my head. Like, if I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff and not getting the results I want, what's the value of doing all that without all of the emotional charge or the regrets or all these like little emotional storms that could come up weeks, months, years, or whatever? And the this secular this pattern that comes up and maybe the value is in that self-acceptance being the the world's greatest generalist and rocking that. I think that that would create more creative space to just take the day-to-day in the present moment. And like I said, however it happens, I know that it's happened in my life where a thought or something that you connect with deeply things come into your life and you can't explain it or expect it, but people things, an email from you that says, Hey, do you want a free coaching deal? Like I was literally walking along our our river in our town, talking with a buddy about similar topics. And uh, then that, that email came in and I was like, Oh, I'll give that a, I'll give this a try. Like this is life, like introducing an opportunity to talk to somebody that I don't know that great, that know of, and, you know, enjoy the perspective and why not? And so I think it's pursuing things that I'm that generalist side is naturally really strong at too. So I think it's, that's another thing too, is like, just stop labeling, stop looking at others, stop labeling things and. um, You open to trying something right now? Yeah.
3: What you just shared with me, I, I felt a lot of energy coming from it. And I'm curious what it was like f- for you, like
0: if we took the words out of it and it was just sound coming from you mm-hmm. what was what was going
2: on for you there? yeah. I mean that's it's a buzz. it's a it's a vibe, like that's something I've noticed mm-hmm. that when I get caught on something that yeah, the definitely the energy ramps up quick, and i I'm kind of a you know, a chill like whatever, you know. But at the same time, like, there's a an opposite side of me, too, that loves to go extreme. <laughs> okay. But I think it's like touching into like that higher energy side of me, and especially when something's like aligned or that, maybe it's just some of that learner, too, of like that self-discovery piece. It's like, it feels good to feel good, right? And it feels good to, to be aligned. And so I think that that's where those wires get plugged in on that channel yeah and it's just like a ramp up
0: yeah how it occurred to me um was you connected some dots and some things that you'd learned and talked about or heard talked about and then it was like oh this is all coming together and it was as if your feet just left the floor just a few Mm -hmm. inches and came off the floor a couple of feet and you were you were in this flow of isn't this exciting this is what we'll do and this is the strategy and this is how it'll be done and and I, I, it, I, it occurred to me almost as an altered state.
3: Yeah. Okay. No judgment. No, like, uh, no, not good, bad, or ugly. But that was just how I experienced you in that moment.
0: And so what if in this moment I just helped you come back down to earth? Because as I'm talking to you, I feel like my, my chest is tight and I'm not breathing into my belly. Mm. So I'm gonna relax my abdomen, like all the way down
3: to my perineum, relax my jaw, relax my face. I invite you to anywhere you're holding tension
0: to and allow it to come down into your body.
3: So from your head on down into your body, feel it in your feet and actually feel the sensations of your feet on the floor. Notice anywhere you're holding tension in your shoulders or in your cheeks. Eyes. Check your belly, check your chest again, see if they tightened up. (sighs) Great. So you, you mentioned you had kids, is that right? Yes. Okay. Now, I imagine,
0: you tell me, but think about your kids where they they come out and they were yeah they were just the same as soon as they came out or was there something different about them obviously other than their looks was there something you could just tell was different about them from a very early age, from maybe moments or even hours after they were born
2: oh yeah yep.
0: okay what if we considered that this was their essence they didn't have to be taught this it's too early in the culture for them to adopt this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They came out of their mama and there it is. This essence. And I imagine you can look at them even today and still see that in them. My daughter's 13. So she's starting to play with and adopt other things. Right. But it, she'll crack every once in a while. She'll, and I'm like, Oh, there she is. She's still my little girl. She still laughs or she still does a thing or, Whatever, I was like, there's my little girl. She's still in there. The essence is still there.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: When we're constantly bringing stuff in, we lose touch with that essence. If it's a sound,
0: and I've got all of these different sounds happening, I lose touch with that one
3: voice, that one sound that is my essence. There's a lot of wisdom there. And so what I want to offer here is that this is an opportunity to get in touch with what is
0: essential for you and that to do so is to create some space, start to create some quiet, so less inputs and maybe only do what is really important, like the, the most minimal responsibilities that you have, but to limit it at that. Why? So that there's less noise. You could start to really clue in and, oh, there it is. I think I can start to hear that again. I can start to feel what that is, whether it's a feeling or a hearing or something, but get back in touch with it because there's
3: so much information going on that there's really no sense of you. Mm -hmm. And so it's a subtractive process, not an additive process.
0: I had a coach many years ago. I was flailing, flailing. What do I do? I was talking to everybody. What do I do? What do I do about this? What do I do about that? And this coach was like, you're going to do nothing. You're going to actually remove shit. And I was like, you cannot be serious. I've got to do more. Obviously, I'm in this place because I'm not doing enough. And she was like, yeah, you're going to do less. She like, you're going to do the bare minimum you need to do to help yourself pay the bills and whatever. And then that's it. You're either meditating or walking in nature or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I don't want to do that. My comfort is reading and taking in information and talking to people and talking about me and talking about all this stuff. Nope. And so it was creating that space here. And so as I talk to you and I'm feeling this energy coming back down again, I, I wonder if for you that would help you to get back in touch with this essential part of you, the one that's here to live through you,
3: to live as you, to express itself through you and as you. And it's getting crowded out.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that definitely hits. I like how counterintuitive that seems in the moment too. And that's intriguing to explore something like that it's uh it just seems like the exact opposite like you're saying I should be doing more I could or like you know um you know non non non-traditional coaching angle of you know let's come up with you know these aspects and go do that versus like let's say and and it also when you're explaining your experience like that's I think that essence is some, is a part of me. So I was just resonating with that of like, that's where I operate best. You know, it's the, the ideas in the shower type of thing, like creating that space and then just letting it, there's definitely a strong spiritual side to me that I think all this other stuff gets squeezed out and think that spiritual side or that you know, this this mystical thing in life it's available it is it is within you and i and i'm so i do believe in that and i i appreciate that that invitation because it's, it's something i think would be a huge just it, it'd be a value add or definitely worth exploring at the very least
3: okay so let's create an experiment you open to that Sure. Okay. I'm thinking, uh, I want to make it just super
0: simple, right? So I'm thinking two weeks. Two weeks. And let's think of what, what would define giving yourself this space to be more in touch with essence. And given that it's like a stirred up aquarium, it's all the silt is everywhere and it just takes time. For, so you're not going to notice anything the first day or the second day. It might take some time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To really be like, what the hell am I doing? So if we we want to give it some time, what feels like the things that we would want to shift to do less of so that you have more internal space? What would you, what could we put on pause just for two weeks?
2: Uh, well, I think one of the first things that jumps is just, more efficient or effective time blocking of those essential tasks, or just informing those people in my life that might interrupt some of those moments of here's when I'll be doing things. And that'd be probably step one. It's like turning the ringer off on your phone type of deal. Um, yeah, and as much as it pains me to say, the the books are creating creating that thinking time versus the consuming time, or or just the a meditative like state of going for it and just re- starting that rewiring process of like just unplugging shit so that it just the power turns off so that then it could be more selective when it when you want it to you know what what should even be turned back what do i notice when it's turned off i think it's viewing it like an experiment like that like i'm i'm definitely the type of guy that is like an all or none type of thing. So I think going to the, an extreme of like just not consuming things works successful because if you leave a little, if you leave that option or you have to think and use that willpower to, well, I'm not going to do this only in this case. And I'm going to create it like, I don't want to follow a list. I just want don't do anything. Great. That makes a lot of sense to me versus okay. here's when you, so, yeah. So, no books,
3: no podcasts. If you're driving, silence.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would be good, like an urban meditation retreat. Okay.
0: What you may notice after a few days is that when those things do show up or arise, it, it, you'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel it in your nervous system. It starts to jack you up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You realize you've been, it's like a drug. You're like, oh my God, I didn't realize that
3: a little bit of that was actually stirring me up. And so we just remove it. It's not forever, but let's see, take these
0: things out of your system. And then notice where your brain wants to creatively adjust. Oh, well, a little bit of this wouldn't be bad or whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it's not that I want you to be miserable staring at a wall. It's just being with yourself. So you might draw, you might write, you might, but there's, you're, you can get into more of a creative expressive state
3: instead of this funneling stuff into your head. Yeah. Right. So you're writing, you're journaling, you're drawing, you're whatever.
0: Walking around town, looking at things, how things are made, or just allowing that part of yourself to be an observer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All of those are more present oriented than Ooh, this is who I might be one day if I get it
3: all figured out and work it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Anything else we would add to this two-week consumption diet?
2: I mean, I, I would throw in, like, any other functions of, you know, i throw, like, the phone or, like, apps or certain things like that into the mix other than a phone used for communication purposes. But- okay. And that's obviously a doorway that,
0: yeah, um, a big one. So screen time, what else feels like would serve you to allow the space to get in touch with the more essential self. Yeah.
2: Right. I don't have anything other specific. I think that's, those are the big rocks of it.
0: Okay. So here's what I'd like. It's um, it's Monday now. Let's touch base in a week and see how things are going and then figure out if there's any course corrections, what to add or change or whatever, so that you can use that next week or maybe extend or whatever happens. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'll hear from you in a week, but the agreement is to do this for two weeks, but we'll check in and see how things are going what you're noticing. Cool. Not trying to be perfect. This isn't a performance. This is a learning experiment. And we're mm-hmm. going to learn kind of what happens to your system when you start to remove these inputs. It might be uncomfortable. It might be awkward. Let's expect it. it. won't be the end of the world. hmm Okay. Let's stay curious. And then as you start to adjust about what to do with your time, it feels more rewarding. It feels more essential. Start to see what supports that, what feels more expansive for you.
2: We'll see. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Let's do it.
0: What are you taking away if we zoom out? What are you taking away from the conversation?
2: Literally, what I'm taking away is like taking away everything, right? <laughs> like, like
0: what's non-essential.
2: Right? The <clears throat> that was probably the biggest aha is like where I was perceiving value in certain activities, or even looking at historical patterns of of how I thought or acted or not acted and thought about those thoughts and you know, all that type of stuff versus um realizing where I have been successful and already taking away, just creating a a little space in this conversation of getting a different perspective already. And it's taking away the right, wrong, and different and just looking at it simply to look at it and to allow myself to uh, just be comfortable in that and um, find that essence of, of myself again and realizing what works and like taking ownership and what works for me and not worry about necessarily how that needs to be perceived or digested by others and just to be I think that's the whole the whole goal of this journey is just to be an authentic self and that's some of these this conversations helped me explore a different way to, reconnect and to live in a more connected way. And we'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My desire for you is to keep expectations low. Like if, if there's something that pops up and says, Oh, at the end of two weeks, I'm going to be this different person and I'm going to be whatever, or it's really just, let's just see, Mm -hmm. see what happens. Awesome. Okay, man. So I'll look forward to your email in a week. And if you want to ping me beforehand, you, you, get, you forget something or whatever, and you want to touch base on it, please shoot it to me. But uh, then at the latest a week, and then uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. Okay, brother. Good work All today, right. man.
2: Talk Good to talk to you. Thank you. Yes. Bye bye. Bye. If
0: these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.